Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Stronger with Silver podcast. In today's episode I want to talk about my beloved strength training and the purpose of it is to share with you 12 things that if you will follow you will see changes in your strength pretty quickly and you will be able to recognize your progress and push for it as well. Because progress doesn't come naturally, you have to push for it, you have to challenge yourself and you have to put loads of effort into your training. But with those 12 tips, it will be so much easier for you. And um, honestly, I don't think there is a better feeling uh, in the gym than being able to lift what you weren't able to lift before. For example, if a few months ago, 30 kilos of squats was the max weight you could use and now it almost is your warm-up weight it feels so amazing and you can see all the hard work paying off and you can see how you are progressing and i think this is why strength training is so amazing and so addictive it shows you how much you are capable of and you learn to appreciate your strength which inevitably leads to increased confidence not only in the gym though, it also means increased confidence outside of it because if you are strong enough to handle all this weight in the gym then you will notice that you are getting stronger in handling things outside of gym as well and obviously it also means increased confidence outside of the gym as well too. Well now let's talk about those 12 things that will help you become stronger stronger than your willpower not to fall back asleep on Monday morning. Let's get started. So the first point is find training frequency and training split that you can actually stick to. How often can you train? How often can you realistically train so you can consistently stick to it? Consistency is very important when it comes to training. If you set yourself goal of training five times a week but realistically you are lucky if you manage to get to the gym three times a week then you are not setting yourself a realistic goal and you will not be able to stick to it consistently instead i want you to set yourself up for not for failure but actually for success and you are setting up yourself for success by setting up a realistic goal that means if you know that realistically you can only make it to the gym three times a week this will be your goal you don't need to aim for five sessions a week three sessions are great. To be honest, for majority of people, if you can make it to the gym at two to four times a week, somewhere there, you are fine. Some people, some people have time and they are lucky enough to go to the gym four or five times a week, which is amazing. Some people don't have that much free time and they are, they can only make it to the gym two to three times a week, which is still amazing. Even if you can only make it to the gym two times a week, that's still over 100 sessions in a year which is pretty awesome. So set yourself up for success by setting up a realistic goal that you can actually stick to consistently for several weeks and months. Now, I also said that training split is important too. What is actually training split? Training split means that on a certain days you train certain body parts or you have a plan of what you will do on that certain training days. Um, and just to give you a little bit of a general advice, usually we split it to like lower body, upper body and uh, or full body sessions. Obviously on lower body sessions you train your legs and glutes, so quads, hamstrings, calves and glutes 
during your upper body sessions you train your back your chest your arms your shoulders biceps triceps and then uh, obviously we have core and you can usually people usually train core either with lower body or upper body everyone prefers different things or we have full body sessions and during full body sessions you train your whole body as it says and then um, how can you actually set up this train and split. If you can only make it to the gym two times a week, I recommend doing two full body sessions. Two full body sessions where you train your whole body twice a week, awesome. If you can make it to the gym three times a week, you have two options. You can do three full body sessions or you can do lower upper full body split. That means that you will either do three full body sessions a week or you will train one day lower body, one day upper body, one day full body. Those are two options or the, the two the best options for three times a week training frequency. If you can make it to the gym four times a week, I personally recommend doing lower upper split. That means that, for example, Monday lower body, Tuesday upper body, Wednesday rest, Thursday lower body, Friday upper body. So you train upper body twice, you train lower body twice. That's the, in my opinion, the best training split for four times a week training frequency. So first of all, find realistic training frequency and training split you can actually stick to consistently for a long time. Once this is covered, second point is make strength training a priority over hours of cardio. There are so many people still doing so many hours of cardio every single week thinking that they will tone up by doing cardio. Actually, you will not. Yes, if you were not training until now, and now just now you started with loads of hours of cardio, you will get some muscle because you will start exercising. But the progress will be very, 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 very limited. And cardio is, mu is much better for improving your stamina, fitness and stuff like that. If you want to get stronger, if you want to improve your overall strength, if you want to improve your, if you want to gain some muscles as well, make strength training your priority and cardio is just an accessory. You don't have to spend hours on cardio machine. If you want to improve your stamina, go ahead and do cardio, but don't make it a priority. You can do one cardio session a week or you can always add like 15-20 minutes of very intense cardio at the end of your session. Not all of them, maybe one, two session, depending how frequently you train. But strength training needs to be your priority. Don't waste your energy doing 30 minutes of intense cardio before strength training. Rather do it after training and do like very intense short interval training of cardio because that will also help you improve your stamina. You don't have to do like a 30 or 45 minutes long continuous cardio. You can just do short, very intense interval training to improve your stamina and to improve your fitness. So then the third point would be stop doing four sets of 12 reps of each exercise. That's one thing that I see people do quite often in the gym. They will get to the gym, they will just choose a random exercises and they will do four sets of 12 reps of each exercise. The thing is, if you have like a set number of set, um, sorry, if you had set number of reps, you are less likely to actually challenge yourself. It is so much better to have rep range, for example, um, you will do 8 to 10 or 8 to 12 reps, then you actually are giving yourself some flexibility and you can increase the weight, you can push a little bit more and do a little bit less reps. Also, 
if you want to improve your strength, doing four sets of 12 reps is not ideal. Sometimes doing six to eight reps is enough to increase your strength. Sometimes even a little bit less than that. Also three sets can be plenty if you put loads of effort into them. So if you really want to focus on getting stronger, decrease the number of reps a little bit and increase the weight you are using. When you are doing compound movements, I will talk a little bit more about them in a second, but if you are doing compound movements like squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, presses, pulls or rows, do more sets of them with less reps. So for example, for compound multi-joint movements, you want to do four sets of six to eight reps and you want to decrease the reps each set, but also increase the weight. So for example, you are doing hip thrusts, you will start doing first set with 20 kilos with uh, of 10 reps, then you will do 30 kilos eight reps and then you will move to 40 or 60 kilos and you will push for six to eight reps. You are increasing the weight you lift and you are decreasing the number of reps that you do. For isolation exercises or isolation movements, again I will talk about them a little bit more in a, mo in a moment, you want to do less sets with more reps because for isolation movements you only, you only train like a small part of of, um, of your body, like usually just one muscle, that means that you will be able to lift a, a lot less. That means that you will be using lighter weight so you can actually do a little bit more reps. So for example, when you are doing bicep curls, you will do three sets of eight to 12 reps. And you can also decrease the reps each set whilst increasing the weight. You can use the same strategy here as well. So the third point is stop doing four sets of 12 reps of each exercise, decrease the reps a bit and increase the weight that you use. Fourth point is first do heavy compound lifts. At the start of your training, always do your heavy compound lift first. And that is because compound or multi-joint exercises target more muscle groups. You will be able to generally lift so much heavier weights and they are also so much more tiring and fatiguing. So you want to make sure that you are fresh, you have enough energy, you have enough strength, and that you can uh, uh, that you can smash your compound lifts and then move on to different exercises. What are compound lifts? Compound lifts are compound movements or multi-joint exercises are exercises that target more muscle groups. So exercises like squats, you target your quads, your glutes, or deadlifts, you target your hamstrings, glutes, back, spinal erectors, hip thrusts. You, with hip thrusts, you isolate your glutes quite a lot, but you also use your quads and your hamstrings there as well. Presses, so for example, when you do chest press or shoulder press, you are usually able to lift so much heavier on those exercises because you are using your chest muscles, your shoulders muscles, your shoulder muscles. Then you have uh, exercises like pull downs or seated rows or bent over rows where you are using large muscle groups on your of, of, of your back muscles as well as your biceps. So first do those heavy compound lifts push yourself on them as much as you can, do a little bit less reps with those heavy compound lifts and challenge the way that you are lifting. Important note though, whenever I say challenge yourself, push yourself, uh, increase the weight, um, I mean it, but 
I want you to think about two things when you are doing this. First, be safe. I always want you to increase the weight to lift a little bit more, but I always also want you to be safe. So I don't want you to do it if you know that you are not able to do it. So don't ego lift, be safe. And second point is your exercise form matters. So if I told you I want you to lift a little bit heavier to push yourself, your exercise form still needs to be perfect. If it's not perfect, you will not increase. You will do it a little bit more for a few weeks and then you will increase because then you will be stronger. So fifth point is throw in some isolation exercises after doing your heavy compound lifts. So you did your heavy compound lifts first. Now it's time to do some isolation exercises. Isolation exercises usually target just one muscle, so you will lift much less weight. Those are exercises like lateral rises that target your shoulders, usually medial shoulders, or front rises that target your front shoulders. Then we have bicep curls for biceps, triceps pushdowns for triceps, leg extensions for your quads, leg curls for your hamstrings, or cable machine kickbacks for your glutes, and so on. Isolation exercises like this, they will be so much more difficult to progress on. So you will notice that, for example, if you are doing lateral rises, you are probably stuck on the same weight for quite a long time. And that is because your middle shoulder muscle is relatively small. You will not be able to lift a lot with that muscle. So to compensate for that, I want you to do a little bit more reps with them. And I want you to, for example, slow down when you are doing those exercises. So don't do them super quickly, but take your time, slow down the movement, and you will notice that that makes a huge difference as well. So fourth point, first do heavy compound lifts, fifth point, then throw in some isolation exercises. Move on to the sixth point is push yourself during your last set. Put as much effort into your last set as much as you can and take it to muscular failure where possible. And my little tip is increase the intensity each set until you reach the point where last set is really, really heavy. You can test this first on isolation exercises. It is so much easier to actually uh, master this on isolation exercises because you are not focusing on that many things at once. So for example, start using this strategy first on exercises like lateral rises, bicep curls, or triceps pushdown, or leg extensions. Leg extensions are really great to test this strategy. And once you are comfortable with that and you know your limits, then use this strategy on compound lifts as well. So if I will give you four working sets and I will tell you, take the last working sets to failure, for example, on leg extensions, I want you to do the first set on a level 7. That means, if I will tell you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how difficult was this set, you will tell me, mm, roughly 7, I could comfortably do 3 more sets. Great. Second set, I want you to do it on a scale of 1 to 10, the intensity will be 8. So if I will tell you how difficult was this set, you will tell me, uh, eight. I could comfortably go for 2 more sets, um, 2 more reps. <laughs> I could comfortably go for two more reps. Great. The third set will be the intensity 9 of 10. So if I will tell you how hard was this set, you will tell me mm, 9. I could go for one more rep, but it was hard. And then I will tell you, fine. And take now, now take your last set to failure. After you finish this set, first of all, 
your last few reps, you will not be able to fully extend your legs. You will not be able to do the rep properly. You will not be able to stick to your normal range of motion. You will be trembling and you will be pulling faces, you will be making noises and you will struggle. So when you finish your set, and I will tell you how hard was this set, you will look at me dead in the eye and say, are you, are you serious? Didn't you see how suffering I was? And then I'll be like, okay, that's fine. That's what exactly what I wanted. So when I say push yourself during the last set, I want you to first few sets, take it a little bit easier, increase the intensity each set, and your last set will be super difficult. You will be pulling faces, you will be red, you will cry, you will regret every single decision that you did in your life, and you will hope that you will not have to do this again, but secretly deep down, you will be so happy that you are doing this. This is how I want you to feel during your last few reps. It's all good fun and games, isn't it? But as I said, first test this on isolation exercises because they are safer and it is so much easier to recognize when you are actually hitting this failure. And then once you are comfortable, once you are more experienced, once you know what to do and you also trust yourself a little bit more on compound lifts, then try this on compound lifts. However, I will also say your last few reps on for example, shoulder presses will be different to, for example, bicep curls, because obviously it is a little bit different exercise. So you will never be able to reach fully muscular failure on compound lifts because they are completely different to isolation exercises. That's why I'm saying do isolation exercises first and then test yourself on compound lifts as well. The seventh point is rest between sets is very important. When you finish your work and said, I want you to rest, I want you to chill out a little bit. And in all honesty, that is exactly why I love strength training so much, because deep down I'm a very lazy person. And that means that I only have to push myself in the gym for a little bit, and then I also get to chill in the gym as well, which is brilliant. I love that. That's one thing that I really love about strength training. And I want you to enjoy it as well, because rest is important. And um, just to give you a general rule, if you are doing compound exercises, heavy lifts, compound exercises, rest two to three minutes. If you are doing isolation exercises, rest one to two minutes. And that's it. And really please stick to it because rest between sets is really important. Your body needs time to recover and it needs time to get ready for the ne next set. Your muscles need to rest, they need to replenish fuel, they need to boost back energy supply and also they need to recover a little bit because they are fatigued. So the longer you rest, the much better your lifts will be. And that is also when you, you notice when you actually push yourself during set, you are not able to push yourself more, but then you rest, you know, you recover, you get some energy back and then you are able to do it again. So don't skip rest between sets. It is really, really, really important. I want you to time it in the gym because it's so easy to go both ways. It's so easy to forget yourself and rest for five minutes, completely zoned out. I'm, I'm guilty of that. It's also so easy to rest for 20, 30 seconds and that's not enough. Isolation exercises, I want you to rest one to two minutes and compound lifts, I want you to rest two to three minutes. If you are really challenging yourself during squats or deadlifts, feel free to rest for three, four or five minutes as well. So rest between sets is super important. 
And then number eight also is rest days are important too. I don't want to see you in the gym every single day. I don't want you to see you training every single day because rest days are important. The gains happen during your rest days, so forget about training every single day. Instead, if you really crave some activity, and I approve of that, go for a walk. Walking is amazing. Walking is beautiful. Walking is a great form of active recovery. And walking is also really good for your mental health. So get out, go for a walk on your rest days. That is enough. I don't want to see you in the gym every single day. Walking on your rest days is enough. And also, if you want to support your training recovery, if you are sore, if you want to recover a little bit better, drink enough water, get enough sleep, go for a brisk walk and don't train every single day. Five times a week is a max for normal people. Normal people don't need to train more than five times a week. Five times a week is plenty. Ideally, I want to see my clients in the gym three to four times a week. If three is too much and you are busy, two to four times a week is ideal. Five times a week, okay, for some people it's good. More than five times a week, unless you are a professional athlete, which I highly doubt because why would professional athletes would be listening to this podcast? You don't need to do it. You really do not need to do it. Because when training, we fatigue our muscles. We, we fatigue them through mechanical tension. That means that when the muscle recovers and then it gets stronger. So if you actually want to progress and get stronger, you need to rest. You need to take a time off. So have a rest. And if you don't want to rest completely, go for a walk because walking is amazing. Number nine, follow a training plan and track your progress. Follow some kind of training plan for four to eight weeks and use an app or notes uh, to track the weight you lift every single training session. So I don't want you to be doing random exercises every time you get to the gym. Have some training plan that you follow. By the way, I do have a free training plan that you can get and download and use. Uh, you can get it through the link in my bio on Instagram. So check out my Instagram profile, click on the link in my bio and get yourself a free training plan that will actually help you to get stronger in the gym. And follow it, give it four, eight or 12 weeks and let me know how you like it and let me know how you progress. Also, why, would you pro why should you pro follow a training plan? Well, following training plan, it allows you to focus on improving and progressing on certain exercises. And also, it's so much easier to track progress and to improve your exercise form as well. You can track your progress in the training app. So if you are my client, you have access to my training app and you can easily track your progress there or use um, the notes app on your phone. You can easily open it. You can easily just quickly put down the numbers and off you go. What I recommend tracking is the, the weight you lift, how many sets and how many reps you did. And also if there are some notes, make sure to note any notes. For example, this set was too easy, I need to push harder next week. Or this was too heavy, I need to drop down weight, the weight a little bit. Or exercise form needs improving. You can always leave yourself some notes so you know what you will and what you need to focus on in your next training session. Also, when you're following a training plan, you are doing the same exercises over and over again for a few weeks. And the more you do certain exercises, the stronger and the better you become. And that's why we follow a training plan. And that's why we have some kind of training routine. 
Four to eight weeks is usually a sweet spot for training plan. If you really enjoy certain training plan, you can follow it for 12 weeks, no problem at all. I sometimes follow it for several months when I'm still progressing. As long as you are progressing and you are enjoying your training, you can follow the same training plan. If you need some variety in your training because you get bored quite easily, you can change your training plan every four to eight weeks. If you are my client, I do this for you. So you don't have to think about it. Um, tenth point, try to, try to make a small progress every week. Push for one extra rep. Try to increase the weight a tiny little bit. Compare your lifts from the previous week and challenge yourself to, one, to, to make one small progression each week. Even if it's just one rep more, even if it's increasing the weight by one kilo, one small progression every week make a huge progress in the long run. So try to push yourself where you can and you will see how much you will progress in a few months time. For example, if you last week you did eight reps of certain exercise, but you know that your training plan says eight to 10 reps, this week try to push for those two extra reps even if it's only on one set. Just try it. Small progression every single week. And small progression can mean one extra rep. It can mean two extra reps, but try to do something every single week. Number 11 is be consistent and celebrate your progress. And it, again, my clients know how much I love to celebrate even the smallest progress because those small progressions then lead into huge progress in the long run. So if you are sticking to your training plan, you will probably be able to recognize your progressions. You will be able to recognize your achievements and then it will be easier to celebrate them. That is another reason why you should have a training plan. So every single week, I want you to appreciate every tiny bit of progress you made. Look back and compare it and see how stronger you, get, you are getting and actually feel proud about it, recognize it, acknowledge it and you can send me a message so I can be happy about it with you because I will be here cheering for you even if you progress just tiny little bit because those tiny progressions matter a lot. And also one important thing to note, if one week you are feeling weaker, you are not as strong as you usually are, that is absolutely fine. Don't expect to get to feel like extremely strong every single week. It's okay to sometimes feel a little bit weaker. Strength fluctuates, that is completely normal. And the last and the 12th point is hire me as your coach. I love helping women to get stronger. I love seeing women enjoy their training and I love to see women having fun in the gym. And I also want to see more women knowing exactly what to do every time they walk through the gym door. I want them to know how to do all exercises and I want them to fall in love with strength training and with their progress as much as I did because I can then see how amazing and empowering it feels for women to actually see themselves getting stronger. And this is exactly what I do with my clients. So if you aren't sure where to start, if you aren't sure what to do in the gym and why you should be doing certain exercises, get in touch with me. 
I will help you not only get stronger, but also to learn more about training so you can stop wasting your time in the gym doing just some random exercises and instead you start using the time in the gym wisely and see progress. If you want to have a chat about how my coaching works, you can send me DM on Instagram. The link to my profile is in the description of this episode. And we can just have a chat and I will tell you how my coaching works. And then I will see you getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to get in touch with me on Instagram. And I hope that you will have a lovely rest of your day.